0: Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America.
2: Marion, Harry and Meghan claim that they were in a near catastrophic car chase in New York City for two hours. I mean, I regard this as such a non-story that I really just want to get it out of the way early doors. It happened in America. People are talking about it in America. What's your take on this? Is it even possible to be chased on the streets of New York for two hours unless you're doing it on foot?
1: Well, I was going to say, have you not seen all those cop movies that are set in New York where they go up and down one-way streets backwards and sideways? And <laughs> <double> <laughs> <neighbors> and- <laughs> oh my God, can I, can I refer to you to half a dozen Martin Scorsese movies at least? Yeah. And Batman, and oh my God, NYPD Blues. But you know what? I think, all right. Now, they were in New York because Meghan was getting an award and she was there with Harry and her mother to receive the award. And afterwards, apparently, they were leaving. Now, okay, I'm going to put this in the frame. And as you say, this is it's a non-story that, understandably, Harry is probably over-vigilant about the prospect of being pursued and hounded by paparazzi, given what happened to his mother. I think we can say... That's fair enough that he might be even hypersensitive about it. Now, they claim that the relentless pursuit, which lasted over two hours, resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two NYPD officers. This is what their spokesperson said and describing it as a near catastrophic car chase. Now, in my mind, either something is catastrophic or it isn't. What's a near catastrophe? I mean, I know people say you avoid... Most of my
2: days... (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, everywhere
2: catastrophes narrowly avoid it. People just don't know.
1: You know, it's true. You manage to just don't narrowly avert a crisis, which, as you it say, works. I think most people do a dozen times a day on a good day. But And they said that this was at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi. Now, the law enforcement sources in New York said that it was a bit chaotic. So, it's sort of basically near catastrophic versus a bit chaotic. Now New York cops are a bit laconic. They're a bit like, yeah, you know what? Like sort of they don't get bust out of shape all that easily. But it seems that They were upset and they were concerned whether or not it was as shocking as it was made out to be. I don't know. I wasn't there. As you say, given that New York traffic, you would have to go up on the pavement and you'd probably have to go up the side of a high rise building to, to, uh, Mm. you know, if you wanted to go really fast. But you You know know what? It's more this tacky paparazzi nonsense. And I just feel that in a way, I think we've given it too much time already. Yeah. Like there's
2: so much more (laughs) going on in America this week. Yep. that it does seem crazy that this thing is clogging up the news feed. But one thing I will say is, mm-hmm. obviously, this man has post-traumatic stress from what happened yeah. to his mother. Yeah, And in the same way as the press affords privacy to children of famous people when they're below 18, I just can't really understand why the understanding here isn't This guy lost his mom because of the paparazzi chasing him. That's something that we can never, ever do. And maybe that's what this comes down to. I just do not understand how a pass is not given to this particular set of siblings on this particular type of media intrusion, given the sins of the past. And perhaps that's where he's going with this, but it does seem like a story that they've injected into the media. And now, unfortunately, Marion, you know as well as I do, this is one of the most CCTV-covered cities in the world. If it is true, there will be evidence to back it up. But they're just...
1: and so far, there have been no arrests. There were no reports of injuries. Thank God. Thank God. And yes, and, and absolutely, I take what you said, that he, of course he'll be hypersensitive to this happening. And also, you know what? The guy's a private citizen now. Now, of course, people will say, well, then why do you write books and documentaries, et cetera. But he got out of the royal family precisely to avoid all this kind of stuff. But he's never going to avoid it because if you look at the Daily Hate, or, or, which really is what the Daily Mail is. The amount of energy and hate and vitriol they sell billions of copies and clickbaits every day on purveying hatred for this couple. You've got clowns like Jeremy Clarkson, like Pierce, whatever his name is. And you know, the big market. they make their living on hating this couple and on jeering them and mocking them. And it's. It, I find it all really tedious. And as you say, uh, th- so while there's money to be made from hating them and scorning them, the paparazzi will keep following them to get the latest shots, whether they're private or semi-private citizens or not. And it's just going to continue.
2: It's as unavoidable as the debt ceiling. I mean, the debt ceiling. Well, that's uh, uh, well. Yeah, but <laughs> this is, the two things are... Just facts of life, it seems that you're going to have a hate figure that the Daily Mail will absolutely funnel people's rage about their own lives and families towards and this debt ceiling. Now, we've been through this before on the show. Absurd it is that this needs to be negotiated again and again. And they all do the little dance. Oh, God, are we going to get this thing sorted out? Couldn't have a shutdown. It just, is there no one in there this week going, can we somehow avoid this brinkmanship in the future? Or is it just Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden are the two wrong men in the wrong place at the wrong time?
1: Well, I certainly think the latter part is, you know, there's something in that for sure, because Kevin McCarthy is just a bumbling coward and he's terrified. He is terrified of Lunatics on the far right, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates, and they are driving the Republican bus, and they're saying to him, "Don't you dare negotiate with Biden. Don't you give an inch. And if you do your out of a job, we're going to fire you And Speaker." And then on the other hand, you also have Biden, who, God, you know, as my 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 sister would say, "Grow a pair." I mean. Really, like, there, okay, there's a lot of talk about the 14th Amendment and whether or not he could indeed say, look, I'm the president. It's my job not to let the US go into default. So, guess what? Tough shit, Congress. I am saying we're not default. Again, I'm instructing the Treasury to, to raise the ceiling and pay our bills and do whatever the heck they have to do. And, of course, we'll go to the Supreme Court. And in the couple of weeks it'll take to get to the Supreme Court, the markets will go bonkers, of course, and Wall Street will go mad and everyone will go mad. But then, if the Supreme Court—and I cannot see how they would do otherwise—I know the Supreme Court is barking mad at the moment. But they? Re- would they really make a decision that would effectively order the U.S. into default? I can't see it happening. Now they could, of course, always do a hands-off and go, "Well, you know, not really our call here. Figure it out yourselves." But I think that Biden needs to show that. He is not going to be held hostage. No other president has been held hostage like this. It's a purely political game. It's purely, it's nonsense politics. It's toxic politics. America, you know, if they didn't want Biden to spend that money, the bill authorizing the spending of that money shouldn't have been signed off on and shouldn't have been passed through Congress. So it's like I said before, it's like if I get a credit card and I get a limit on it of 10 grand and I run it up to about 11 grand or whatever the heck, and I go, you know what? not going to bother paying any of it. Even though I've bought all the stuff and I've you know, had all the dinners out and everything else. I'm just gonna go shove it. You know, yeah, it, The I deal think. is
2: the deal. Yeah. And
1: and that's it. Like so it the whole thing, the the whole premise of this is ridiculous, but it's getting I think what what's what the Republicans are trying to do here is two things. They're trying to say to Biden, basically we own you and we're gonna make you do this or we're gonna take the country over a cliff. Which is ridiculous. The American thing was always you don't negotiate with terrorists. And this is a form of economic terrorism, basically. Mm. Uh, and uh, is there yeah.
2: any chance that Kevin McCarthy will at some point say, screw this, no job is worth this?
1: No. Because Kevin Why McCarthy not? wanted this job for so long and so badly. Do you really think that somebody who was humiliated in public, who was kicked in the shins, in different yeah. times in Congress, is going to, having uh, gone through all that humiliation, is going to basically give it up? I don't uh, yeah, think.
2: I think every person has a limit, and everybody has a limit. Not Kevin McCarthy. Not Kevin <laughs> McCarthy. Right. But like, there, you know, there is a chance, surely. I mean, there must be, there's a chance for everything. It's a possibility that the man will become worn out by, imagine, look, Marion, imagine working your job, the, the job that you do with somebody leaning over your shoulder going, Marion, if you write one more word in the Sunday Business Post that I don't like, you're out. I know that it's not in your name. I'm not comp- I'm not saying you are any way similar to Kevin McCarthy, but I'm I saying... Well
1: was just about know, to say, I think I was- <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it's don't resemble. that. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> look people yeah.
2: people end up in bad marriages where they yeah. you know it's a, like it is like a marriage in some ways that like one oh, no. <laughs> you, you and Kevin McCarthy you know We're you, you have intimated that he was a hot guy coming up over the years <laughs> but it is similar to a marriage where it feels like there's no way out but there is always a way out. Do you ever see a situation in which they, one, they do kick him out, or two, he just goes, screw you guys.
1: Oh, they'll kick him out eventually. Sooner or later, he'll be kicked out over something. But you see, I think at the moment, Biden is the one who looks like he's buckling. Now, I don't think there has to be a game of chicken and who blinks first, but Biden certainly seems to be giving a lot more and seems to be a lot more concessionary in his approach. And he's saying, yeah, you know what, we are going to talk. We're already talking about the 2024 budget. But he's already got McCarthy dictating to him what he can put in his budget. And to me, that is just ridiculous. He's saying there will be no raising of taxes. There will be no new money raised by one of Biden's cornerstones was that corporate taxes would be increased and taxes on the very wealthy would also be increased to pay for a lot of his programs. And now Kevin McCarthy, who, by the way, is not the president, is saying, no, 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 you're not going to be able to do that. Now, obviously, Congress always has to agree, but he's dictating to Biden what his platform can be for 2024. And so far, Biden, in my view, is being overly conciliatory. Now, Biden's always the kind of guy who goes, come on, guys, you know, we can all get along, etc., etc. You cannot really get along with the Republicans while, as I said, the Matt Gaetzes and the Lauren Boeberts and the Marjorie Taylor Greens are calling the shots. And that's who's running the Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy might be a perfectly nice, guy in his own right. I've spoken to him several times. He's not an unpleasant guy to speak to. You know, he's he's quite amiable, but he is their hostage. And that's just really how it is. So there are a couple of devices they're talking about that are a bit technical, the discharge petition. I don't see that really working. But what I am interested in is the Brendan Boyle, who is, and I think we've spoken about him before, his father came over to the States from Donegal when he was in his late teens or early 20s. He has a brother who's in the state legislature in Pennsylvania, and he is really, I think, a rising star here. He has been given an enormous amount of responsibility for really a political rookie on the budget committee in dealing with these negotiations. And he's a smart guy, and he's a pretty tough guy. Now, he is talking about pushing for this discharge petition, which would mean that they would have to get five Republicans to go with them. But I actually think there might be five Republicans. 20 congressional Republicans won seats where Biden won the, the presidency, where, you know, the district very handily in 2020. And they may not want, they you know, pl- moderate places like New York, moderate areas in Pennsylvania, they may not want to go back to their constituents and say, look, yeah, I'm really sorry, but this is what Marjorie Taylor told me to do. So it's possible they could peel off five. I mean, they'll be obviously... Ostracized by their party, but there, there, there must be, and I think there are a couple of Republican moderates in the House still, and and so especially, especially the ones who are newly elected from New York. So it's not out of the question that this thing would work, where they'd force a bill on the floor, and they could get just enough Republicans to say to push it past and to say, right, that's it, we're raising the debt ceiling. Screw you, Kevin McCarthy, and your crazy busload of you know Freedom Caucus people. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. But I think there is a sense that it's not going to go over the brink. It's not going to, you know, that something will happen. Now, President Biden has already gone to Japan for the G7. He's gone to Hiroshima. He'll be doing a press conference from there. He's not going to go to Australia. He's cutting his trip short. But again, you know, as a, a global leader, like he's going out and meeting the G7 or whatever at a time where America is poised to plunge the entire world into a recession, because of this idiocy. And it's not a good look. And I think he needs to be a little more assertive.
2: Well, another person that is definitely in a bad marriage is anybody that is under the stewardship of Donald Trump as one of his lawyers. We've talked about the difficulty in getting paid as a lawyer of Donald Trump. I now, think that's the, the
1: least the difficulties I feel this but anyway.
2: Well, at the end of the day, it's going to be the headache that you're left with after being pantsed in public by this man tim i want to get this right pal parlator have i got that right
1: i believe it's yeah. right yes yeah you know, that, that that sounds good to me
2: one of the lawyers defending donald trump against the special counsel jack smith's investigation into the handling of the documents marked as classified which he basically nicked from the white house he's gone he's quit from the team does this is it just Day in, day out, regular Trump stuff that, again, just like the Harry and Meghan story, shouldn't even really be in the news. Lawyers are jumping off the wagon every day of the week over there. But why is this big news?
1: This is interesting because Tim Parlatori is a good lawyer. Like, he's a well-respected, decent lawyer. And the interesting thing was, I remember he was being interviewed, gosh, it was quite a while ago, when Joe Tacopino was getting ready to defend Trump on several cases, including the Alden Bragg indictments, the 34 indictments, where he was actually in the courtroom and sitting at the desk. And uh, Jim Parlatori was asked about TaCapino, and he literally, just the look of derision on his face, and, you know, it was almost comical. But I, he struck me as somebody who, and I do remember being at an event in New York, and he is a conservative lawyer, and he was speaking at it, but he was smart. He was articulate. He was, he was professional. He wasn't a lunatic or a mm. liar. You know, he was a good, solid lawyer who you, you or I could absolutely hire with confidence. It should be neat to do so. And if we could afford him, that he didn't strike me. He's no Giuliani, put it that way. And he's no Taquipino. And I think that Evan Corcoran has already resigned from this. Of course, he had to because he was a witness. He was subpoenaed by Jack Smith. But I think it's not just that Trump won't pay his lawyers. He won't listen to his lawyers. And if you're a good lawyer and you're there and you're in the business of helping your client and trying to give them advice and they keep refusing to listen and you know you're not going to get paid anyway and all you're getting out of it is a bunch of lousy publicity because this case is appearing as with every day that passes more and more indefensible. And you've got Trump on CNN going, yeah, like talking that crazy nonsense about declassifying. And, you know, I think he just did the right thing. I think he thought, I'd like to have a career after this. Thank you very much.
2: Get out of there. Yeah. So when you say the case is looking more and more indefensible, what do you mean?
1: Well, the national, Trump, of course, had said that during that CNN car crash, so you know, of course, if I'm the president and I just think about declassifying, he's like Houdini. Are, well, these people can mend, bend spoons with their minds. That as soon as he thinks about something, it's basically done. Mm. Um, it didn't work when he was trying to build the wall, it must be said. But anyway, and so, but anyway, the National Archives told Jack Smith that they gave Trump 16 different documents and you know regulations of how the declassification process works. So he can't even say, whoops, silly me, I didn't realize it. I really believe that because I was the president, I could just magic this into happening, I could just magic up declassification. Now Mm. that's forgetting all the subpoenas, forgetting the fact that they lied about having documents when they knew they had them after they were subpoenaed, et cetera, et cetera, that's forgetting all that stuff. This is now the archives going, "Uh, no. He knew he couldn't magically declassify because we gave him every bit of information he needed to understand the classification and declassify. Did they put
2: it in a PowerPoint, though?
1: Well, apparently they put it in a document. Uh, but I'm not Doesn't sure read them. It's in the toilet cover. somewhere.
2: It's been flushed, Marion. <laughs>
1: it's probably been torn into tiny pieces. But you know what? The thing is. Ignorance of the law isn't generally an excuse, even when you're Donald Trump, but it really isn't an excuse when you know that the National Archives went to all this trouble. They sent their people down there several times on about all this before the subpoenas were issued, and he really cannot argue that he believed these documents were declassified because he didn't do a single thing that he, it was made perfectly clear that he would have to do in order to declassify them. So it's, it was a nonsense from the get-go. But, you know, as I say, you, he, Trump does try the crazy man legal defence a little bit. It's like, well, you know, how did I know? How did I know? Yeah, it's the are, goshite
2: defence. That's what yeah. that is. How was I supposed to know that? Um, he it's might like, even blame his lawyers. I mean, that's... Of course. that the, 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 That's what those guys are there for. I mean, they're yeah. literally a firing squad of, of flunkies. And Rudy Giuliani was at the wheel at that particular time. And he's in big trouble this week? Or, or is he?
1: Well, the thing is, what we have, and I think that we do have to be careful, but my God, you know, the thing to me, right. So just to put this in, in, in a very quick context, this week, a woman who worked for Giuliani called Noelle Dunn, she used to run her own communications, our st- strategic company, strategic consultants, I think it was called, successful New York, reasonably high profile woman. She went to work for Rudy Giuliani. She was told she'd be getting a million dollars a year, but he couldn't pay her just yet because his crazy ex-wife who he was divorcing would go even crazier. This was his, so he would have to defer her payments. That was the start of it. And then it seemed to, oh my God, I, I remember that film, James Spader's Secretary, which was such a horrible, bleak, disturbing film. But this just sounds like she claims that she... Now, I don't know how all of this came about, but I think it, it needs to be said, initially she went to see him because she was in a very abusive relationship, a very physically and mentally abusive relationship, and she needed a lawyer and he agreed to represent her. I think it was pro bono initially. So she was, it sounds to me like she was a pretty fragile person in a pretty fragile state of mind when she went to work for Giuliani. And he wouldn't pay her, he wouldn't pay her, he kept deferring her, but then I'm not entirely sure how this slippery slope happened. I just sound so toxic, if it's true. And she claims she does have tape recordings of conversations. She did show screenshots of some conversations between them, which seem to corroborate some of her claims, at least. Mm. She claims that he sexually assaulted her, that he forced her to have oral sex with him, that he forced her to, he bought her a pair of shorts like very short shorts with the american flag on them and he forced her to wear them while she was working for him and she also was apparently required to work in a bikini and sometimes he would tell her to take all her clothes off even when they were zooming now i don't know because i cannot imagine why you would stay working for somebody for a minute longer than the first inclination of you know this kind of oh my god just skin crawling stuff Mm. but she did for two years. Now, again, I don't know. As I said, she was a domestic abuse victim. She was an emotional abuse victim, and she may have been just extremely fragile. And also, there may have been a situation where you get into something gradually and then before you know it. But look, that that is for the jury if this goes to court to decide. But it sounds like she was put through two years of just gratuitous and horrific sexual abuse. Now, again, Rudy Giuliani has, I think he's only issued one statement and one sentence, indeed, just denying everything. So we don't know, but it does seem that she certainly, I mean, some of the the screen grabs that she had were him saying things like he wants to shower with her and, you know, just stuff that that was skin-crawling. Yeah, uh, well, but she's then, claiming
2: that a lot of it is recorded—that like there's yeah. actual video evidence of all of this—and the she's suing him for ten million dollars, and That's also right.
1: three billion in, in unpaid salary, and then the rest in emotional damage, abuse, etc. I mean, I really think that if everything she's saying is true, and we've no reason not to believe her at the moment, and as well, she says that she has the recordings to back it up, and so we've seen the screen grab. So it seems at a minimum there was some awful stuff going on there. There was some really coercive sexual harassment going on, which, you know, it's so weird. When it's Giuliani, it's not even surprising. We've almost become numb to this kind of thing. But then, of course, the other part of it is that two things where it looks like if, again, if it is proven and if she is correct in her allegations, it seems that he may have committed some federal crimes that would put him in prison pretty quickly one mm-hmm. was ordering her to lie to the FBI, telling her she like really coercing her into lying to the feds, which is a crime that is punishable with jail time. And then, of course, the other one is this pardons for sale scam with Donald Trump, whereby it seems like, according to her, what he said to her was, "If you know him, do needs a pardon, get them into me, and it'll be two million, and I'll get one million, and Trump will get the other million, we split it." And there was a CIA agent who was looking for a pardon who claimed back in, goodness, back in 2020, I think it was even before the election, that he had been told if he wanted a pardon, he'd better pony up two million. And it was kind of dismissed, really, and it wasn't. But Trump and Giuliani went, well, you know, Giuliani was one of his advisors. He went on a pardoning rampage. He issued a whole, about a hundred pardons after, from 2019 onwards. Now that's two hundred million dollars. If this is true, but we don't know. Maybe it—you it, know—it could have happened a handful of times. It might never have happened at all. No money may have ever changed hands, but it certainly warrants a is criminal investigation. It, is it likely?
2: I mean, we've heard of the cash for honours scandal in London, and Westminster, where people said this could never possibly happen. We're talking about the Parliament here, and of course, it happened. And it does happen. Where there's something that people want, there's people in charge of that distribution of that thing. There are people who are willing to pay for that thing. Yeah. Is this likely? And if it can be proven, as you say, will he go to jail quick smart?
1: Well, he and Trump will both be in the dock. And I wouldn't rely on either of them being loyal to each other at that point. You know, If you remember Bill Clinton, and there was a songwriter called Denise Rich and her husband was a financier and Denise Rich had given Clinton a lot of money for his campaign over the years, and he agreed to pardon her husband. Now, at the time, there was an absolute furor about that. He he was had been found guilty of some financial crimes. There was an absolute furor about that, and it was you know it was kind of described as really tainting the entire Clinton presidency, along of course with the Lewinsky scandal and various other things. But that wasn't a direct sale. But I don't know if you remember, In God, it was back when Barack Obama became president and his Senate seat, Rilnoy, came up for sale. And the governor at the time, Ron Brindonovich, I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he was basically trying to sell the seat. He was saying, okay, okay, who's going to give me money for this seat? Because the governor gets to appoint somebody in the interim when a Senate seat is vacated until the next election. Now, he went to jail for that. I think he served about six years in prison mm. for that. So it does so happen. It does happen, and you know you don't want to. But look, would it really surprise anyone if Trump was doing a, a pay-to-play for pardons? Mm. But really, I don't. As like we say in journalism, you look at the record. You look at the record. He sold pretty well everything else and monetized pretty well everything else. Somebody who raises two hundred and fifty million dollars on the back of a lie that the election was stolen from him, you know, who shamelessly does that, uh, somebody who sets up a sort of a scam where old age pensioners who thought they were giving him a one-off donation of, I don't know, $100, had the money taken from them every month there afterwards, running up debts of thousands of dollars for some of them. You know, this is not a scrupulously honest individual. Let's mm. just say that.
0: I've actually never heard four more years. That's an interesting one. Now it's, uh, we'll go, we'll go for Six. Everybody wants to work in this White House. This is a hot White House. We have a busy day, but I always have a busy day. I consider it work. Donald Trump has his first meeting in the Oval Office at 11 a.m. Growing up, they said I look like Elvis. Do I have social skills? I don't know. I have social media. Mike, will you be my running mate? I wrote bestsellers. I, I guess I speak well. One of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. you got a nice have A sleazebag lawyer named Aviate. Da-Nang Richard. Obama. An anonymous. Really an anomalous April of 2014 Space Capsule. Winners are winners. But we want to make it perfecto. You know what you are? You're the super elites. I'm changing titles. I have broken more Elton John records. You know, I graduated from high school. You get some pretty good information by watching shows. Nobody knows what a community college is. Leakin' Lion Comey. Gentlemen's point of order is not well taken. It's right the, on point. Yeah. I have smelled alcohol in your breath. Somebody said treasonous. I mean, yeah, I guess why not? If we had a justice department that was doing their job, instead of spending- It's your, your justice department. Funnel through the law firm and the president repaid it. Michael's not gonna lie. He's gonna tell the truth. They hire usually good people. What's that? We'll have to pay you, so no. no, 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 no. The man is a liar. A proven liar. Truth isn't truth. I write the answers. My lawyers don't write answers. I write answers. He was watching Shark Week. It's Melania's birthday. Isn't this incredible? Do you want to tell us what you got her? Well, maybe I didn't get her so much. When are we landing? Sir, we're almost there. Seven more hours. Come on. Will he be prepared for the meeting? I don't think I have to prepare very much. It's about attitude. Getting a good picture of everybody so they look nice and thin. They have great beaches. You see that whenever they're exploding their cannons into the ocean. We're not looking up in the air. Any rockets up there? And then we fell in love. I think the European Union is a foe. Get that little piece of dandruff I don't see any reason why it would be. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. That China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. I have a full faith in our intelligence agencies. Whoops, they just turned off the light. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Wonderful people from South America and from other parts further south. Why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? Barbed wire used properly can be a beautiful sight. OC pepper spray, you could actually put it on your nachos and eat it. I will be the one to shut it down. Take the guns first, go through due process second. Dan, if you could add what you have also, and I think you can. You know, if you go out and you wanna buy groceries, you need ID. Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my captain. Some people see a dumpster fire. I do nothing but watch. Ditch cocaine, Mitch. Beto is way hotter than you do. He's not lying dead anymore. What is he now? Thousand points of life. What did that
2: mean? I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist.
0: You can vote, and you can vote. So proud of you guys. By the way, all those people in the back are fake news. Yeah, maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire the special counsel. You're on the set of Morning Joe. We don't BS here. I, I think i wasted
1: enough of my viewership. I'm confused why there's so much confusion.
0: And I wish I could help with your confusion, but I too am confused. Don't believe the crap you see from these people. Say hello to Shinzo. Yes, please, Mr. kurt Hey, I know you're <laughs> not thinking, you never do. I'm sorry? Liked
2: beer, still like beer. When they go low, we kick.
1: And if you see anybody at a gasoline station,
0: you're not gonna gonna get arrested. I'll take care of it myself. I'm gonna beat you up.
2: I am Spartacus. (laughs)
0: I love this guy. The rapper Little John has said you called him Uncle Tom. I don't know who Little John is.
1: We have too many embarrassing uncles in the United States Senate. And I have a message for Cadet Bone Spurs. If he had a healthier diet over the last uh, 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. If you Google the word idiot, picture of Donald Trump comes up. We run ads. I see. This is a can of Campbell's soup. You ever
0: see this guy with the pillows? My pillow guy. Here's a can Nobody. of Coca-Cola. Ah, what it's bad. I feel raped. Let's arm wrestle. Space Force. Enrique. I would give myself an A+. Hello? Can I go higher than that? Merry
2: Christmas, everybody. Thanks,
0: guys. This is 10-minute briefing, Sarah. Do your job, Sarah.
2: Well, Marion, we've got an awful lot more to talk about over on patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad. Now's the week to come over. We've got a 15% discount running at the moment. On annual memberships, you can do better than you'd normally do. Get access to absolutely everything over there. Come on over. We have an awful lot more to get through in a really eventful week in America.
0: Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America.
1: A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You
0: encourage espionage against our people. You condemn...